listeners, and welcome back to another season of Geeks Who Hunt. With me, as we all kind of know, is Lord Commander Ulrich for, from Geeks Who Hunt. Um, just because, as the very first episode, I kind of want to start out by doing something kind of fun, something a little new, and Ulrich is my favorite little test dummy. So, hi. How's it going? <laughs> um... Again, I said we're doing something fun and kind of want to test out. This was literally just something I thought of as we were coming home from a chore or a task or whatever. And I thought it could be kind of fun. So I kind of call it the Mix Max Mix, mix Match Horror. So we're going to only stick with three different types of villains and three different types of, like, yeah, just three different types of villains because, you know, we're going to roll with a six-sided dice. But we got villains, locations, dates, heroes, weapons, and the number of villains, uh, victims, sorry. And what I kind of want to do, I have everything all listed up in those categories. Um, it's all based off of horror movies now. Okay, so we got Chucky, we got Nightmare on Elm Street, we got Halloween. Friday the 13th, Candyman, and Scream. Those are the three movies that I'm basing all of this on just to start everything out, depending on how well this goes, if I actually like it, so on and so forth. I'll expand the villains and everything else from there. But all these movies and every th- and all the, um, all the information that I'm using comes from just the first movie, not the other movies in the series. And also, so that I don't get copyrighted again, because, you know, our favorite undead late-night horror anthology host with a penchant for wanting to sue me for quote-unquote copyright infringement. Ulrich and I have kind of come up with nicknames for our villains that we're going to keep referring to them um, through this through this episode just so that everybody's on the safe side. So we've got Chucky in as the red-headed step doll. We have Freddy as the sleep paralysis demon. Michael Myers as the shape. If you are a true fan, you know where that comes from. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jason as Mr. No Sex For You. Candyman as Discount Bloody Mary. And Ghostface as Meta Man. So I'm going to go ahead and start out by rolling a six-sided dice. I have a three. So for our villains starting out on making our own horror movie, we have The Shape. Now for our location, I have a three again. So we have Camp Crystal Lake. So we have The Shape on Camp Crystal Lake. And our date is going to be 1988. Our hero is going to be Andy Barclay. Our weapon is going to be a pickaxe. And the number of victims is going to be seven. Okay, who the hell's our hero? I don't know Andy Barkley. He's he's the little, little kid from Chucky. Uh, oh! <laughs> okay, so the idea is using these parameters, we have to build a horror movie. Yes, and it may it doesn't matter if it turns out good or not. It's just something fun. No, this is just a fun exercise of creativity. Yes. I like that he has a pickaxe. <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like Jason wielded a pickaxe in was it wasn't it? You haven't seen the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So I you don't know. I the only one I saw was uh, Jason in space. So the H two O or something like that. That's Jason X. You're you combining. Sorry. Well, I don't know. I feel, okay. So nineteen eighty eight. So we're in the eighties. Yes. We've got the shape. Camp Crystal Lake. We've got Camp Crystal Lake. We've got a small child. 
Well, kind of works out, though. I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, basically, we just do this as a functioning summer camp with a serial killer in the woods. So, Friday the 13th, but with Michael Myers. No, Friday the 13th never actually got to be a functioning summer camp. It was always them trying to set up, and then murders happened. It was always the day before the kids arrived. That was always... So... They've managed the impossible. Well, how, how is it the day before the kids arrived, but he the went around killing everybody? Because the counselors showed up beforehand to get the camp ready. Oh, okay, that makes you sense. You always bust the counselors in first. Okay. So that, you know, they're there when the kids arrive. So, no, you've achieved the impossible. Camp Crystal Lake has opened with no murders. <laughs> and poor young Andy, fresh off the heels of facing down a killer voodoo doll, is looking just to get away for the summer and relax. Oh, no. Little did he know... <laughs> There's a masked killer wielding a pickaxe, <laughs> hiding in the woods. And he he took his he he decided to leave Lori Strode alone. He didn't want to mess with that that chicken. He got anymore. off on the wrong bus. Him <laughs> and Jason they got crossed the bus paths. Jason is now in Haddonfield, and he doesn't know where the hell he's there. And and nobody's having sex in that in that in that place. So I, I don't know. Found some people are having sex. That's how the movie opens. In Halloween? Yes. Oh. There's lots Where of sex. Where was I? In that. I don't remember. I don't any know, of that. but yeah, no. There's all sorts of. Well, okay. So let's just get one thing straight. Horror movies in the eighties. I guess everybody's having Everyone's sex. Everyone's having sex. They're puritanical tales. <laughs> so but yeah, somehow the bus passes got mixed. So now. What is there like a bus for, for for villains or something like that? Because I cannot imagine. Sitting on a bus, looking up from your book or something, and just seeing fucking, you know, the fucking Michael Myers or the, you know, sitting right across from you. Oh, just, I totally just, can. Just that sitting there like kind of like twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, that just sounds like a normal day on the bus. Some goofy dude in a mask sitting across <laughs> from you. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I, you got a better example of how the shape ends up in wherever the hell Camp Crystal Lake is set? No, okay, fine. Buses got mixed up. And it, it was great. He left his knife on the bus, so he had to get the nearest thing, which was a pickaxe. But why is there a pickaxe at the fucking... Because he opens the movie with him brutally murdering a bunch of miners. I'm getting too into it. This is a movie, so we're just going to establish that there's a mine somewhere near Camp Crystal I mean, Crystal if we set this in the Northwest, there's tons of... In the 80s, yeah. In the Northwest, there's plenty of active, you know, mines and okay. timber camps. And our young hero, Andy, gets off the bus, fresh-faced, happy, like, yes, I got rid of a killer demon doll. I'm ready for my summer vacation. I'm ready to relax. Mom's at home day drinking. I don't got to do anything but sit here, relax, and play with my friends, maybe skinny dip a little bit because, you know, boys that age, you're like, hee, 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 let's take our shorts off. <laughs> And everything is fine and stuff like that. Let's say they have a whole bunch of fun. You know, the movie's going. There's all sorts of activities and stuff yeah, going. Yeah, we do and our then, normal setup. Everything's like, fine. Everything's good. The, and then, like, maybe as night falls, it shows the shape standing in the woods. So we're just watching. Well, if we're going to do classic referencing back to that first one, you got to have... Like, first we have, you know, where he gets his weapon. So, you know, you have him violently murder a bunch of miners, which already gets our body count up there. He got dropped off on the, in the backwoods. He didn't quite like it. He found himself by a mine. Weapon. By a mine, and he killed them. Yeah. And then, so he, you get the, you know, and then he hears a whole bunch of kids laughing and screaming. He goes, oh, fresh, fresh food. Fresh, fresh, fresh 
Fresh cherries for the picking. <laughs> Fresh cherry. You've managed to make your Horville <laughs> not the least bit terrifying. So with him and his pickaxe, he goes towards the fresh cherries we're picking. Which I admit it. Pickaxe is actually pretty scary when you get down to it, the damage that would do. Oh, yeah. So, and then, you know. So you'd have him, you know, sprinkled sunset, in the background because it's yeah, the we, classic. Yeah, we see him in the, in the thing. And then everything starts when everybody's sitting around the bonfire. Because, you know, horror ghost tales start around the bonfire with kids now would andy just immediately start freaking out because he obviously has ptsd from the killer doll see i don't know because i don't i don't think the kid comes out of it okay and i don't know if he can sit there and listen to ghost stories without being a little bit you know yeah so okay so maybe he's anxious and on edge and you know when he when noises start kind of happening in the background all the other kids are like eh, just you know whatever noises but andy's like no 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 what if somehow the red-headed step doll found me. What if I didn't actually vanquish him? What if somehow he found me? Because, you know, he's got a big old grudge on Andy. So Yeah, okay, so there's our perfect cut. The counselors go, all right, let's take all the kids back. Mm-hmm. They wander back, and this is when our two counselors wander off for, you know, naughty time. Mm-hmm. And we get, you know, the killing spree officially kind of starts okay. now. Well, our first, our first sex death scene. Okay, so... Guy's on top. Girl has her eyes all closed. She's all back in the throes of passion. Guy's like, ho, 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 this is so much fun. Smoking a little. It's the 80s, so he's smoking a joint. Yeah, I was going to say that. Because, you know, we're puritanical tales. And then he looks up, and there's the shape standing in the window. Because, you know, for some reason, the window's open. He reaches forward with one hand, grabs him. The girl starts screaming. The guy is screaming. He pulls him out, and then he goes, whack, 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 over the head with pickaxe. Oh, my one was more, they're out in the woods. And he opens his eyes only to see the shape standing in front of him, bringing the pickaxe down into his head, blood spurts onto the girl. She screams. You hear the schlick and you see him pulling the pickaxe out of his head. Guy falls back, brings pickaxe down between her chest. We'll see which one the writers like best. We are the writers. You mean the audience? No, the writers. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to slide this to some professional people afterwards. See what they think. And, of course, because somehow in the English movies, nobody hears the well, they're off in the woods, and trees dampen the transfer of sound. I know, but still, I've been around in camps and stuff where people are screaming in the woods and well, stuff. You kids still are hear that. screaming, and you move, and then you can kind of go. But when it's nighttime and everybody's supposed to be asleep in their bunks. Yeah, but you know the counselors would play it off as oh ho ho, so someone's getting lucky. Now here's the question. Yeah. Is this an all-in-one night event, or do we do the next day? They find, you know, counselors don't show up for breakfast. Because there are two schools. I mean, there's two versions. There is this all happens in one night, and there's the rising escalation. Now, the problem is if we do rising escalation, we have to, you know, justify why the kids didn't, why the camp counselors didn't, you know, pull it out. But that does give us the opportunity to have him, you know, sabotage the buses. Because pickaxes, he could totally trash the bus engines. And He could know. have been doing that during the day when everybody oh, was that's... doing that. Perfect. Yeah, he's gone around and started sabotaging. So that because that there. that makes more sense. Like he's gone around while everybody's distracted. I mean, nobody's going to be around the buses or around the the radios. We to can call get another kill anything. in with uh, him taking out the bus driver. Okay. So we do that. We we write that one back in before. Another victim is you know he kills the bus driver. I think the bus driver one the cool kill there is he's got you know he's working on the he's leaning over the engine he's got his back to it. And he comes up and, you know, drives the pickaxe between his, you know, shoulder blades. Because mm. that's always a good, you know, visual 
guy flaying around with a pickaxe stuck in his back. Okay, we have to touch on something. Okay. Camp counselors, teenagers, they're acceptable to kill. But this is a camp full of actual kids about 10, 11 years old. 10 to like 13, let's say, because that's about... Now we kind of wrote ourselves in the corner here. Because traditional horror rules we are don't you don't kill, kill kids. You can't. But we got enough counselors. We can kill the counselors. The kids generate the... Now, do you think ethically the shape would ever harm an actual kid? Oh, yes. Yes? Yes. Then we write it in. I know because there's what the character would do and there are the basic tenets of horror movies. But let's go back. I mean, Freddy for, is... For one second. Shush. We're not talking about... Let's... Let's take a dip into the other movies. Like I said, all this was going to be based on the first one, but I want to get a good vision on whether or not in the other movies, the whole entire Halloween franchise, if there was any time the shape actually, and I think so. He's chased kids. Like, I think that's the fifth one is there's a kid that's in danger because it's his nephew his cousin something they get weird Uh, an unwritten rule of horror you don't kill kids you don't kill pregnant ladies you don't let your monster rape anybody i mean freddy's a pedophile but that's we're not talking about freddy i know i'm saying because it's written into his character but they never but i think it still works because the kids are How how about this how about yeah okay so we're not gonna do anything with the kids but, you know, as he's going around killing these camp counselors, because let's say, you know, somehow out of sheer fucking luck, because, you know, let's say his, the shape's bad luck is just, he's just having bad luck this movie. He gets off on the wrong place. He gets on the wrong, the wrong bus, gets dropped off in the fucking middle of nowhere. Let's say he kills the bus driver, gets that one off. But as he's walking away, a couple more kid, uh, camp counselors walk on by and see the dead body. So he's like, oh, fuck, I'll go back and kill those fuckers. So he's chasing those around. And during that, some other counselors see these other counselor kids being chased around. And they're like, what the hell's going on? So they start to come back to investigate. While he's killing those ones, these counselors are now going, hmm, what's going on here? So like I said, they're investigating. He turns around, fuck, there's some more kids. So he's got to go chase after them. Well, as they're chasing after them, they run across the dead couple in the woods and somehow let's say one of them gets away while the other one is being killed and somehow they make it back to the stupid radio that every everything has let's say he thought he destroyed the radio comms but he didn't and the counselor is able to call out and cops come during this time the kids are now aroused that something's going on because counselors are all the everybody's kind of it's gone out to the counselors, and the counselors are now trying to rally the kids onto the bus. Let's say that the counselors get the kids onto the bus, even though they don't work, but they close the doors to keep them safe. Because he's not going to work too hard to try and get at this two bus fulls of fucking kids when they're yeah, trapped in but there. you're over-evaluating the structural integrity of buses. That accordion door isn't going to hold up, and there's the big glass door on the back that's emergency exit that kind of busts out he's not going to while there's while there's well there's teenage fuckwads so you're running around we, we've now switched perspective we've put all the kids so basically and andy is sitting there trying to keep all the kids safe but then who's our yeah the, so you, would there be like a second protagonist no andy counselor? is our protagonist so we have to keep him back to him so just so we get the timeline straight we have now had he shows up, he murders the miners, he gets his weapons. He 
kills the cop, the counselors, mm-hmm. fool around the woods. He kills the bus driver working on the bus, and that's when he gets spotted. Yes. And that's when they set off the alarms and they're like, okay, here's what's going on. Now he hasn't been able to kill. He's got maybe a couple people, but mm-hmm. he didn't get enough. And they- they've called out for help. Help will arrive. So we now have the ticking clock. They just have to survive till that arrives. Counselors go, okay, we'll put all the kids on the bus and we'll try and distract him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where we're at, the kids. So now you just got to figure out how to get Andy back into the plot and what the counselor's doing. What's the counselor's plan? Do you really think that, hold on, do you really, let's say in their in their terror or whatever, the counselors don't round up all the kids. They only get some of the kids. So they're still like, let's say there's still like a good like handful or two of kids left. And Andy's part of the handful yeah, of kids. Yeah, Andy's panicking under the bed. Behind. Going, oh God, no, it's happening again. But let's say... Some of the kids are just badasses because, you know, this actually does happen in some horror movies where the kids are like, yeah. all right, you know, hey, I'm a Boy Scout. Let's get some traps and shit going. Let's say they do some weird fucking shit and like, I don't know, they they pull some like really see G.I. Yeah. Joe kid shit or something. You got to be careful because if you make if we keep making the shape fail, he kind of stops becoming terrifying. We got to give him another kill in between these. We got to, you know, show something. Well, yeah, because as as this is happening, the handful of kids realize that hey, the counselors didn't get to us. They're like, okay, we need to stay in this in this little cabin. Candy's like, we need to stay here. We need to barricade. We need to keep ourselves safe. We need to be quiet. We need to do this shit. Doing and- all the smart things. I feel like if we're leaning into his strength and what you can do. Is you can have the kids pull off a booby trap or do something, and it looks like it takes him out, mm-hmm. only for him to get back up and come out again. Because that's, I mean, in the first movie, and Rory as, stabs and, him through the eye. And as he's chasing after the kids, when they think that you know they're free, you know, a couple counselors see that oh no, the kids are being chased after, so they step in, like step in between him and the kids. And that's where he can get a couple more kills off right there as the kids are trying to... Are we keeping track of our kills? So we got to get to eat. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Yeah, we do, huh? Yeah, because... No, uh, we had five, seven. Seven? Yeah. So we do a couple miners. We so, do the couple. Yeah, we had we the, the two. Bus we had the bus driver. We had another two. And then... If he just kills one while the kids are running away after their failed booby trap where it's sick. So now, let's of... say, now let's say during all this, you know... Um, He's not able to kill him or anything, but he keeps coming back, and they keep, you know, fighting him off and stuff like that. And then, like, some... And then, like, the other horror movie. You know, the cop comes, shoots the guy. It really seems like he's down while, you know... Because he... There's not going to be one, just one cop coming, you know? There's a... Oh, no. Cop. It's a, it's a classic horror movie, so maybe the cops don't take this seriously. Like, all right, it's a camp. They're, they're pulling on us. Shen, you know... Deputy, blah blah blah, up there to check it out. Gets up there, sees all the kids in the bus, cause like, all right, what's know, going on? But how did they get the bus? Like, he shows up. Thing, yeah, things happen. Like, what's going on? And all this, okay, whatever. And then he shoots. Let's say he comes and he shoots him, and he goes down. And we're like, oh, okay, we're safe now and stuff. How do you get? Cause I kind of see the ending of it as the classics is everybody feels safe, everybody gets rescued. I want to see. The kids and the counselors that survived go off, and I want to see the cop, like, kind of be waiting there for backup or something like that, and his back is turning, you know, and then the pickaxe through the skull. No, I feel like we don't have a climax, because here's here's my pick for the climax. Okay. Because this has been kind of tongue-in-cheek. 
So, you know, the officer, sheriff gets there. He sees what's all going on. He sees the bodies. Mm-hmm. He go realizes, oh, it's one of those things. He goes back to turn to his car to grab the radio to call him reinforcements. Pickaxe to the head. And now it's looking grim. He turns towards the bus and, you know, starts advancing. And that's when we hear the ch 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 And they have Jason up here. He's gotten the correct bus. He's shown up. <laughs> Now, he does have the guiding principle. He doesn't murder children because he was... He's pissed that this guy has been stomping around his campground. Okay, hold on. I'm going to confer to the dice. Anything above one to three is a no. It doesn't happen. Three and up or four and up. Yes, it does happen. (laughs) Let's see if I I get it. Yep, it happens. So now we get these two (laughs) horror icons. But now it's like a Freddy versus Jason shit. No one saw that coming, though. Okay, but seriously, the movie was called Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, well, this is a... What's this one called? The Shape at Camp Crystal Lake? Actually, <laughs> that's either a porn title or a really good... That, that sounds like an old school horror movie. I kind of like it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I like this as the big third act reveal. Okay, all because... right. Because... He, 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 he found his way back. He was like, okay, fine. He did that teleporting shit he always yep, does. okay. And he's pissed that this guy is here about to break his cardinal <laughs> rule of murdering kids... At Camp Crystal Lake. Okay, one, Camp Crystal Lake is his showdown area. How dare anybody else come to his area and kill kids in his area? See, the irony is there's a webcomic you gotta check out called Camp Counselor Jason, which is what if Jason Voorhees survived and went on to be a camp counselor at Camp Crystal Lake, mm-hmm. and he's super jacked and buff, and he's always taking care of the kids. Okay, I'll It's hilarious. It. But anyways... <laughs> That's kind of where, that's where my idea came from. He shows up like, hey, you leave those kids alone. <laughs> so anti-hero Jason. Oh, I wait, we can't know. say Jason. It's Mr. No Sex for You. Mr. No Sex anti, for You. Anti-hero Mr. No Sex for You. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go full anti-hero. I just kind of like the idea of him showing up and just silently standing there. Oh, would it be hilarious? Holding if... up a bus pass with the wrong... <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, that's too goofy. No, so we get the cop picks our... Pickaxe to the head. And let's say everybody on the bus sees it, screams. He turns and looks at them. And then all of a sudden, machete to the shoulder. <laughs> Wait, let's see what... Let's roll the dice and let's see what his yeah, weapon I don't think it can be. be a signature weapon. Four. A pickaxe too! He Actually, also he also went to the mining camp. Pickaxe versus pickaxe. Okay, now we're getting... <laughs> oh, good lord. All right. <laughs> so now you've got the kids watching. This is an awesome spectacle. These two giant burly men fighting with pickaxes. I know, but how does... I don't know how we wrap it around to bring it how back does, to Andy. How does Andy be the hero of this? Because it kind of sounds like... How Jay, is he the hero? Mr. Andy No Sex For You is the, is the hero of this movie. I'm sorry, how is Andy the hero? What does Andy do in Child's Play? Throw him, he throws him in the fire, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he comes back out and burning. Like At some point, he does destroy him. Really? Yeah, it's a dumb accident. Okay, so here's my idea so that we can circle back Okay. to Andy. We have we, So we've got this big, colossal, two burly men fighting with pickaxes. We have Andy at this point is really traumatized because maybe you know one of the counselors got killed right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Spilled all the blood. That's how we end it. You know, they're making for the bus. It looks like they're going to be safe because they've, I don't know. The shape takes out the counselor escorting Andy. Blood splatters to Andy. He goes just catatonic in it. 
as the shape is about to kill him. That's when we have Mr. No Sex for You appear for their big epic duel. We've established, you know, the mining camp nearby. We give Andy, I don't know what the line is, but he needs something. But we'll have him just hurl a stick of dynamite at the two of them. Because we've established the mining camp nearby. Mm-hmm. They're going to have dynamite. Maybe they've had some on hand for stump removal or something. Mm-hmm. I don't. He needs a Schwartz. I don't know if I want to go full Schwarzenegger line, but he does need the horror icon line. But basically establishing he's he's had enough. Enough with the dolls, enough with this. I would kind of almost really like it to be another accident type of thing. Yeah, because the end, for those of you who don't remember, end of child plays, basically Chucky dies by happenstance. Yeah, they stick a tube on his mouth and his head explodes. But I feel like this is the more direct Andy has had enough and gets to, you know, literally destroy the monsters. But no, I think if we allow him to blow up the villains... That is the most direct confrontation of all his trauma, literally getting to destroy it and absolutely knowing they're gone. And then it plays into the horror trope of somehow they survive getting blown up. True. Because they always survive. Are we going to see, are we going to do the uh, the campy limbs blowing off too? No, because it's no matter. It's the 80s. So we're going to, you're limited by your technology. There is going to be the ragdolling pieces falling down from the sky. Okay, I mean, we're obviously not trying to make a blockbuster here. And this idea was kind of campy to be funny from the beginning. So, yeah. And shit, I mean, there's just bad luck everywhere. So let's say that they do get blown and up. And hey, we did the first horror crossover before Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> we crossed over. True, 88. I All feel right. like the only thing that's missing from this is maybe a director category. Oh, that would have been cool. Because then we would have to work within the directors. Because if we did this with Carpenter, Carpenter would totally, you know, this would be a Carpenter. Carpenter would do the tongue in cheek. I know, but what I what I did is I took locations, dates, heroes, weapons, and victims and stuff all from these set movies. So if I did the directors, I'd have to. I would do the directors I, from these six movies. I don't think you'd do the six movies. I think you open it up. I think you replace number of victims because that's hard to keep track of with famous horror directors. The varying styles. Like, what would this look like if this was a Del Toro affair? I don't know. Cthulhu would be in here somehow. <laughs> I don't know where, but Cthulhu would be involved. So, this... Was a fun experiment. I, we, we made a horror movie. We Frankensteined it together. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of comedic, but... It's still violent and visceral. Yeah. I, I feel like the biggest handicap here is... All right. Your story, your hero is a 10-year-old boy at summer camp. <laughs> How does he... He can't have sex. He can't do drugs. I mean, that that's why he survives. He True. is too young to literally do any of the stuff that would get you killed in a horror movie. And in the end, he gets to blow up his monster. Which kid... What kid doesn't want that? True. I also think we were restricted because this was literally a camp full of kids. And horror doesn't do kids. Yeah. No, it's a golden rule, because it immediately turns the audience. Yeah. It's like, this isn't fun anymore. This is just unpleasant. And that's so, the secret of horror. Horror has to be fun. It does. So I think my plan is, maybe I'll do one more of these. Uh, I definitely want to know what everybody thinks. I mean, I know that this episode kind of started out rough. I mean, forgive me, it's been about a year since I've done any recordings and stuff but like i said i wanted to start out something fun something kind of cheeky and stuff i really want to know know what you guys think what i could add what i could take out shit like that um and i'm gonna leave you with this 
Horror tip number 71. Don't go to fucking Camp Crystal Lake.